No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. (laughs) All right, it's time for another episode of Con Air Radio. And of course, we are your hosts. We got Smash Tower. Whoa, that's me. That's you. That is. And, of course, Hagrid Hagrid Cosplay. That's me. That's you. That's me. And uh, in studio today, we actually have a, uh author with yes. us. Uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce her? She is K.C. Klein. Case? We, we met her at the... Uh-oh, here we go again. Phoenix Fan Fusion. That is right. It's changed Because it's now Fan... No, it's now Fan Fusion. Okay. So, yeah, you, yeah, so we met her at Phoenix... Fan Fest. Comic Fest. Oh, Comic Fest. Right. Comic, Comic Fest, Fest. Yes. yes. They changed it. I really got to get past all that old stuff. I'm just going to say, we met you at Phoenix. <laughs> at, at the the convention formerly uh, known as no. Phoenix Comic Con. Okay, yes. Palooza. Whatever. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so happy that this all worked out. Awesome. Yeah. We have to give kudos to my wife because she found you. <laughs> that is true. Right. Exactly. She came up to the table, I think. Yep. And of course, it's it, we do the the conventions so often. It's really hard to always catch everyone, and so often I go down these lines, and I'm like, I, I friend, friend, friend. I haven't talked to these people. I haven't talked to these people. I haven't talked to these people. So and you were in a group that was so tight. Yes. <laughs> I almost missed you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was sandwiched between. Oh, I can't even remember now, but yeah, it's that's how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why don't you tell us what uh, what genre you write in? Yeah. Okay. So I write in two genres. So I don't know if that's a good thing or you know I just shot myself in the foot, but that's what I do. So um, I do write contemporary, kind of more heartwarming stories, um, romances, of course, and then um, I do write also more like post-apocalyptic thrillers, um, and that's the series that um, I just my la- latest book is in. So nice. Yeah. So uh, what what kind of got got you started into uh, into writing? You know, it's funny. I think like a lot of writers, I um, always wanted to write. I remember being very, very young and reading my first um, Judy Bloom book, and I didn't even know what an author was, but I told my mom, I'm like, this person who wrote this book, this is who I want to be. And she was <laughs> like, an author? I'm like, well, I don't know, but uh, this person, you know. So for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to write, and I've uh, dabbled in writing and stuff. But I didn't really um, start my first book. Um, until about, oh, it was almost like 16 years ago. Um, And uh, it was funny. It was kind of a difficult time in my life. I had just had a baby, my first one, Mm -hmm. working full-time. My husband was, you know, in school full-time. And I just was sleep-deprived. And I think I was having postpartum depression and this baby screaming all the time. And I was just like, okay, I need to find an escape. So... um, at that time, there was no self-publishing. There wasn't, the paranormal thing hadn't really taken off, especially mm-hmm. in romance. And um, there wasn't really these darker books that are way more common now. Mm-hmm. And this is like 16 years ago. So I just wanted to write something that just was a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, a little harder, that I kind of could relate to in that moment in my life. Okay. So that's how Dark Future, I started working on that. It kind of reminds me of the, the the TV shows. You remember the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch? Oh yeah. Have you seen the new one? Not <laughs> not yet. I've heard a lot of a lot about it. Um, it's definitely not the same. Well, show. I mean, I mean uh, Riverdale. You know, right. taking off of the old Jughead Archie comic comics. Right. It's everything's getting revamped and literally revamped. Yeah. And of course, you realize that that Sabrina is attached to Riverdale. Oh yeah. So yeah. It's kind of weird, but. It, you know, it's along that same lines. Is you know, everything kind of takes a twist nowadays. So. Right, right, and you know, I mean, I grew up with two brothers. 
Um, and so what I grew up watching was Star Wars and Terminator and Aliens and... Never heard of these movies. Right, <laughs> never. No, not at all. No, no. I mean, over and over and over again. And so I had to like, you know, I was like, oh, Terminator is a romance. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yes, the first one to me. I was like, that's what I want to write, these action novels with some relationship in them. So, yeah. Ha- have you thought about actually crossing the genres? Doing like a post-apocalyptic romance <laughs> yeah. kind of story. I mean, yeah, that's what I write. I do. So, you know, yeah. they're definitely post-apocalyptic thrillers, but there's always a relationship in there. Okay, absolutely. That to me is what you know kind of carries the story along. So, all right. So uh, you were talking about the the first series that you were writing. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what was that one called? So this is the Dark Future series. Dark Future series. And I just finished the last book in it. It's concluded. I'm so happy. And then, of course, the one that we're looking at, The, 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 the Breaking, Breaking of, of Dawn. Dawn. Yes. So it has Dark Future, which was my very first book that was published. Um, and I think that one was picked up by um, Avon Impulse. And then, um, and then the indie world kind of exploded. And so I added um, two prequels and then... The Breaking of Dawn, which was finally the the last book in the series. So I was really happy to finally get that one done. So, so what's the main character basically about? Well, the series is it follows um, different main characters. So the first two books have a different um, hero and heroine. The second book, different hero and heroine. Hmm. And then the third one. But you have to kind of read the books to see how it all you know, follows through, but it's all based in the same world. So it does have that kind of Terminator alien vibe to it where, you know, um, there are aliens and um, the world is a, you know, not a great place. There's not a lot of women there. And so they're a commodity. And that's kind of how the whole thing starts. Hmm. Commodity. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen a couple of those types of movies where it seems to be the hunt for the spouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, almost kind of if you think about Handmaid's Tale. Okay, I'm not familiar with that show. I I know of it, but I didn't yeah, no, I, I I've seen bits and pieces, so I can understand. Okay, so yeah. it's just you know, just the the world isn't a great place anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think it still is. Right. <laughs> It's not a great place for women. How about that? You know, in these books. And yeah. they're definitely not in The Handmaid's Tale. So it kind of has that vibe to it where, you know, um, it, but, you know, there's a rebellion going on and then the final war at the very end and a prophecy. And then this last book is how this um, dawn finally fulfills the prophecy to the very end and saves mankind and reunites everybody and terminates the aliens. And, yeah. Terminates the aliens. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So Bloodshed. so Gore. so very uh, powerful, uh, powerful females in this in the book series. Yes, and that's kind of what I do. write. I do like um, I like characters that um, I can push the envelope a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. really like these cookie cutter, you know, females who always do the right thing or males too. I I truly like writing characters who mess up. Mm-hmm. make mistakes you know you kind of look at them and you're like that's not really a good choice you know but they're in a situation where you can understand it and they're making the best choice they can at the time and then trying to write yourself out of that yeah, they, they learn from it they learn from the mistake right yeah and um so that's what i write i write these powerful women who at the end you know in the beginning of the stories they really don't think that they have it in them to you know fulfill the prophecy, save the world, be a rebellion, all those kind of things. But through the process of the story, um, maybe when you first meet them, you're not really in love with them. But as you go through the process of the story, you see them change. You see them find courage, even though they're afraid, you know, even though they mess up, even though they don't do things perfectly. Um, And you start rooting for them like, yeah, you can do it, you know. Nathan Fillion, Firefly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite things. I have another book, a standalone, that I really tell people it's a cross between Firefly and Star Wars, you know? I have another friend of mine that did that. Uh, he actually did, uh, oh, God, a whole series of them um, and self published, so they haven't been edited <laughs> very well. Um, but uh, he calls them Gunship. And okay. basically, it's uh, along that same lines, but he threw in, like, 
vampires and aliens. You mixed it all like up, that. Mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. That's what we do now. Mm-hmm. I was on the cover of one of those books at one time. Really? Mm-hmm. Then he realized, oh, God, that's a terrible cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Moved yeah. on. <laughs> Show me the pose. Like, what did you do? Would you have like a... Oh, it was all facial. <laughs> it was all facial. I had the, the full scruff going, a cigar in my mouth, cowboy hat. Almost broke the camera when they took the picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was terrible. So truly like cowboys in space kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, well, the mm-hmm. character that I was covering was a character named Dalton. And he was a, a renegade type, you know. Mm-hmm. Kill, shoot, drink. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. The whole works. You know. Oh, yeah. Womanizer, too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, that's that's kind of the basis of, you know, Old West. Yep, right. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where where do you kind of find your your inspirations? Like where where where's your what's your go to when you have like that that moment of writer's block? Oh, writer's block! Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's one of those things that I always joke about in my posts. I'm like, okay, I think I need to have a glass of wine, but you know, <laughs> that is my go to. Like crap. But no, like honestly, I'm on my fourth bottle. I need really right. need inspiration. <laughs> right. You can see how that can get you into trouble. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you've got to like, okay, I got to figure out something else. But Yeah, I'm not a wine drinker. It'd be vodka and orange juice. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to pace. You can't start that at 10, you know, when you're starting your writing day. If, you know? if I only had to write, <laughs> I would probably be saying, sure, if this is what my inspiration needs, right. it's whatever. Become well, Ernest Hemingway, What do you right? think I'm drinking this morning? No. I needed to pick me up from, from yesterday. That's tea. Hey, I brought you a Dr. Pepper. I know. That's for later. That's for the hangover. Oh, okay. (laughs) But no, I mean, I think um, I get my stories um, kind of, you know, every place like everybody else does. And um, I I think when I first started Dark Future, this series, I really did get a lot of inspiration from the Terminator and the Alien kind of vibe. It was one of those first movies I remember in Alien where it was, you know, or and Terminator where they really were the kick butt heroines Mm -hmm. and I just really uh enjoyed that and you know went with that but um yeah you know music does it for me I think um watching you know movies and and reading other books that all just kind of gets the thought process going and it would take forever for me on a book I, I seriously the only time I read is when I'm about to go to bed and half the time I don't and then the other half of the time I read the first page and then I'm then you're out. That yeah. is the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. You got a stack of books that, you know, friends have written and stuff like that that I can't get through because <laughs> I haven't gotten, I can't, I haven't flipped a page open in six months. <laughs> well, I find it hard. Like if you spend all day writing on the computer, I do find it hard to relax with a book mm-hmm. because that's what you've been doing all day. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do turn to television and stuff like that because to me, I'm like, okay, then I can really just relax. And, but and that's me. Mm-hmm. I, it's like if I, if I want to, if something's bothering my mood, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times I'll go back to an old TV show that used to give me a little bit of a boost. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, you know, Andromeda or Firefly or, or something along that line. So where I just like, I just wanted to see something that, you know, reminds me of, of a different time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Different yeah. eras. And I, I get lost in video games. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my different type of storytelling. Well, so speaking of, as the city I was saying earlier, it's just that I'm playing Ark, and it's like, it's a very um, service-oriented game. Mm-hmm. So you have to log in, you have to do this, you have to do mm-hmm. this, you have mm-hmm. to do this, and you know you have to constantly feed your dinosaurs, you mm-hmm. have to constantly make these changes, and you have to do all this kind of stuff. So it's like a high-maintenance game, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons why I see that a lot of people log in, like it when you start, mm-hmm. but it, they're not in it for the longevity. They right. get kind of burned out on having to log in every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a commitment. Seri- well, seriously, if I go on vacation, everything right. I'm going to come back, everything's going to be dead. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you have to definitely have a commitment, and that's what I see too. Like at Comic Con, we go to San Diego Comic Con every year as a family. My husband has raised um, two geeks. I didn't realize to the extent <laughs> when I married him of how you know how much of a geek he was but yeah so um he's into i guess the new game the halo a new one is coming out soon oh yeah that's right yeah yeah i don't i don't know anything about it but he was so excited he's yeah. steve's not out. involved with that one i i don't think so no i don't think he's been yeah there. no i I'm, we I'm, interviewed uh the master chief yeah halo. steve downs <laughs> okay oh, i'm gonna tell my husband that i'm gonna start throwing actually and who was the uh, doctor s- doctor uh what was her name 
Uh, well, she wasn't the doctor. She was the, the hologram. Cortana. C- uh, yeah, Cortana. Yeah. Cortana. <laughs> so, yeah, we interviewed them um, about two years ago at Game On Expo. Mm-hmm. Which, if you guys go back to the archives, you can go ahead and find that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very popular episode. A <laughs> little bit of a plug. Yeah, but now, as you can see, you're kind of in a in a nerd geek sanctum right now, so. Yes, yes. Um, Wolverine, that's huge. Absolutely. My girls are all into anime and Naruto and all these, you know, mm-hmm. things I don't even, you know, Japanese anime that comes out. I don't even know what they're talking about. But. And, yeah. See, I'm kind of the same way. The only Japanese uh, anime that I really had followed at all was uh, uh, Attack of Titans. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even then, I'm I really haven't been keeping up on it. <laughs> but t- this this weekend is uh, Greg's Furry Con too. Oh yeah, the itty bitty, bitty Furry Con. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, so is TwitchCon and LA Comic Con. Yeah, which uh, Alina's yep. at. LA Comic Con. She just debuted her uh, Elvira yeah, I cosplay it. yesterday. And uh, Amber Bright's over there. Yeah, Amber Bright. She she was uh, actually um, judging the mm-hmm. costume contest. Yep. She was so. quite happy about being a, a judge oh, over yeah. there. <laughs> Some of those costumes are pretty amazing. Uh, they are. Yes. Amber yes. does a couple of good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my family does dress up. They, um, you know, game master, I think, and different things. So they, my husband gets into it, starts doing his costume like six months before Comic Con. Oh and yeah, I, I yeah. can't. I, I have like two that I jump back and forth. I have like a swashbuckler, sword and sorcerer mm-hmm. typed guy, and then uh, Firefly. <laughs> That's yeah, it. yeah. My, my brown coat. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, it is. Like, I, I, I got my staple, you know, the Hagrid, uh, Hagrid cosplay. But actually, last night, I kind of revisited uh, another cosplay that I did. Uh, uh, I did Misty from Pokemon. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. So, okay. Did, did that for a party. And actually, uh, Sunshine, my girlfriend, she did uh, uh, Ash. Okay. So, we kind of okay. gender bent. Yeah. roles there. Right. That's, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. My 13-year-old is going to do something in Naruto who is... He's the evil guy. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you're cross-dressing and being evil. She's like, yeah, I'm so excited. You know? That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the big thing with cosplay, too. It, it's cosplay what you like. It, yeah. it, there are no gender roles. There are no uh, ethnicity roles. Like some, some of the best cosplays that I've seen, a, uh, actually, uh, I have a friend in L.A. Um, yeah, actually, there's, there's Alina. <laughs> um, but I have a friend in L.A. who is uh, African-American. Mm-hmm. And she does one of the best Power Girls I've ever seen. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. it, it's 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 awesome. Like cosplay is one of those big things right now that everybody's getting into. Yeah, and it's kind of neat to see thirteen-year-old girls just have a whole different kind of like you know freedom with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like she doesn't doesn't even you know register on her brain. You know, it's just, hey, this is a character I like. He's really cool, and this is what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah. And there's so much of that nowadays. It's it, it's <coughs> before we used to think that that's just odd. Why is that person dressed up like that? Mm-hmm. But uh, the changing and the crossing over is is becoming so popular. Um, like our friend um, uh, Jason, the five o five o first. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Is it Jason? Yeah, Jason. Yeah, he uh, he does a phenomenal uh, Carilla Deville. Oh, really? And, okay. And uh, I don't think I have a picture of him doing that. I, I can I can find it pretty quick. But uh, I love his cur- and and it, Justin. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And, and it's, <laughs> I said it's a friend, and I mean he is a friend, but we're terrible with names. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, just seeing some of the people do the ch- the crossing over and the mm-hmm. and the changes in the different uh, uh, different genres, or even some of the fusion stuff that people do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a, uh, a Batman. What was the? It, it was a uh, ba- uh, Bane from um, from Batman mm-hmm. crossed over with the Wasteland of Bad Max. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, it's kind of kind of one of those, uh, just mixing mixing genres and doing stuff like that. It's an entirely new, eh, I won't say new, but a completely different way to cosplay. Well, it adds that whole new thing of uh, who are you? 
to the questions when you're at the con. Someone mm -hmm. asks, so I, I rec kind of recognize you, but I'm, I'm confused. Oh, that's a cool picture. Oh, and I like the little, is it a dog it, it's, it's a Dalmatian. Yeah, okay. It's a stuffed Dalmatian on oh, a leash. Stuff. Okay, okay, That perfect. he literally just drags everywhere. <laughs> he drags. He's, he's gone, I think, through like three of those stuffed animals because literally it drags, people step on it, right. it gets dragged through the mud, it tears open. and Right, right. But it's it's cosplay, and he actually made that coat that is completely incredible. by hand. That's and that's what I see. I mean, and it only took fifty nine, Dalmatians. But I mean, the incredible creativity, and and I think people really like the whole like you know concept of, and I think it's the same thing when people read a book you know, or fall into a movie. It's like it transports you to another place, you oh, know, yeah. and you can kind of separate yourself from all the problems coming on in the world that you're dealing with. You, you, you become that, that you're cosplaying. And you become usually somebody more powerful. Oh yeah. You know, and confident. And, and I think that's, that's one of I the see. things I enjoy about the Comic-Con world. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just one huge family. So yeah. you don't have people that, you know, you have very little people where uh, someone's offended or how you're mm -hmm. dressing mm -hmm. or um or is upset um you don't have a whole lot of bashing you don't have mm -hmm. a whole lot of now there have been some uh articles and some pieces where someone's been harassed for one thing mm -hmm. or another mm -hmm. in most cases it was just um uh, the women the way they were dressed and people uh, taking advantage of right thinking mm -hmm. that because they're dressed like this, we can treat them any way we want. Right. And that's just wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see because it really does empower a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then I find a lot of those uh, people that were, I guess, introvert, mm -hmm. where they were kind of very into themselves, not going too much. When they get into something like cosplay and stuff, mm -hmm. they turn around mm -hmm. their personality has changed mm -hmm. everything has changed they're a whole new person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this last con that we did uh Salberton, um we actually had a girl uh come down and she was um uh what's the term that i'm looking at Just uh, very introverted yeah she's she wasn't very outgoing um she was socially um awkward uh, awkward yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and uh she was trying to find a way to fix it. Mm -hmm. And uh, she actually got up enough nerve while we were at a VIP party to come up to us and talk to us. And she said the first thing, which mm -hmm. was, hello. Mm -hmm. And she tried to, to, to explain what she was mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. I turned around and I said, you're in the perfect place to fix this. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 And uh, we actually put her on the podcast. That's yep. great. The next day. Wow, so the next day. So where she could talk a little bit about it. And then we also got her in touch with a friend of ours that has the same issue, mm -hmm. uh, who is a cosplayer. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was at the convention. So I said, well, we have to, to do an interview over here right now. Mm -hmm. But why don't you come over here? And I introduced her to a friend of ours, um, which was... Uh, uh, Nicole. Nicole. Nicole from, from, uh, from uh, Kibba uh, Cos or uh, Corgi Co Cosplay. Corgi Cosplay. Um, uh, and uh, Nicole had the same issue. Mm -hmm. So she was able to kind of take her, and, and they disappeared for about an hour or so, and I was like, what happened? And mm -hmm. I found out that Nicole had a panel, so she went with her to the panel. So well, she found out more. It's mm -hmm. interesting because I think, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I think I'm older, but, you know, the you if you were into that kind of stuff it was kind of you were you know scorned you were mm -hmm. you know isolated you know the geeks were just you know these people who were in these comic books and you know you just but it's like it 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 allows this a whole new world it really makes it way more socially acceptable and and um even when we go to San Diego, I mean, I don't know how many thousands of people there are. I mean, oh it's gosh. just insane. <laughs> but you know what? I have never had a bad experience with, you know, people shoving or fight or, and, you know, my mom's like, aren't you afraid with your girls? This is such a big crowd. I'm telling you, everybody is just so nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the weirdest kind of thing. I mean, no other con with that many people or event that I could think of, like even a sporting yeah. event, they'd probably break out into a fight or something. Oh yeah. And it's soccer. Yeah. 
but well, the, it's not. Yeah, there, there's there's actually a song. It just kind of kind of hit me when you were talking about that. Uh, it's by a band called I Fight Dragons, and the song is called "The Geek Will Inherit the Earth." Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's that feeling. Yes. So, you send me that one. I will. Well, I'll, I'll I'll post it up. We'll we'll add it. We'll add it to our, our repertoire. Yeah, it, it's it's a great song. It's just you know it's just talking about how nerddom and geekdom has kind of developed into this big thing that everybody now kind of more identifies with being a nerd or being a geek even if it's not about like anime Mm -hmm. like i Mm -hmm. actually heard somebody say oh i'm a sports nerd Mm -hmm. oh okay okay is that that okay yeah if if, if you think about it and this this was like the original cosplay people Mm -hmm. buying jerseys and dressing up as their favorite football players that's true yeah that was the original cosplay Mm -hmm. right there well you know there are the fans that come in the jersey and support the team and then you have those diehard fans that have to throw a chunk of cheese on their head or something along that line (laughs) so they can go out and do that yeah yeah, you know that's the cosplay Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know the guy that's got the the gold and the purple on the face or the blue or whatever not not, not just the face they're in their whitey tighties in the middle of winter right. with, with a cape bo- with a cape and body paint <laughs> right. all the way yeah. crazy with yeah, green bay oh yeah oh, my goodness. freezing it's <laughs> too much <laughs> so uh so speaking of the conventions um other than phoenix and san diego mm-hmm. have you done any of the others in the circuit um you know what i haven't um you know what i find is that um it's it's better for me to be really kind of, you know, sitting down behind the computer, you know, spending Mm -hmm. your time writing, whatever. But I have started to go to the Gilbert um, Arts Festival that goes on, you know, um, I think it runs into until um, February of next year. So it's like every other weekend. And I was a little bit apprehensive because, um, again, it was just more arts kind of thing. And there wasn't a lot of authors, whatever. Right. But I have to say, so many people came up to me and they were so supportive of a local author and the arts and i mean i can't believe how many people came up and said congratulations i can't believe you've written all these books that's amazing and i think when you're in the industry you kind of forget you know like Mm -hmm. how amazing it really is that you've you know written 12 books there's other people you're like oh well she's written 50 or he's written whatever and you know movie but um a lot of people were just extremely supportive and um they want to support the arts that's what Mm -hmm. i thought i I came away with because i think it's you know i think it's getting hard there there is a very strong author uh population down here Mm -hmm. and they they have a great community there's small publishers that are out Uh, a friend of mine um, owns a a brick cave uh, publishing oh okay Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, he, he does a lot of things. Some of my favorite authors uh, are with him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and some good friends now. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, there is, it is a strong community for, for authors. And I really think that there should be more festivals for books. Um, yeah. I know that Tucson does have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of small type things going on around here, but they're not entirely book based. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a good book turnout. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Author yeah. turnout. All right, so uh, we're going to take a quick break, okay? and we'll be back. We'll talk, uh, dive in a little bit more with the books and Sounds talk great. about some of the uh, the other books that you've written, too. Perfect. And, and see what you have coming in the future. Yeah. Yes, that's exciting. All right, guys, so we will be right back. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! (laughs) 
You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. All right, we are back, and of course, we still have uh, Casey Klein with us. Hello. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the Dark Future series, about kind of what uh, what's the the basic storyline of it. Well, it's um, like I said, it is Earth, but it is in the future. And um, what has happened? The background is that um, you know an evil um, sect, basically a group of elders, um, have you know. Um, start to control society. And what happened was that the aliens did come down to um, Earth, and then there was a great global war, and it pretty much wiped out just about um, almost all of humankind. They were able to push back the aliens um, and keep them more secured um, through the portal planet. That's how they came through. Um, But what happened in the meantime on Earth, the society really broke down, and they... Uh, started to believe that the reason that aliens did come and there was this great, you know, loss of life was because, you know, it was a punishment from God. So they went uh, the extreme where everything became, you know, anti-tech, the technology and all these advancements, that's, you know, why. So it really went back to a very um, basic kind of time. And then there's also... uh, there's not a lot of women and they don't really know why they don't know why um, these female babies aren't you know making it and so because of that um, only the rich can now afford wives and so then it becomes so know. it's like now <laughs> <laughs> you know one of my titles the very the prequel is um, called to buy a wife because he literally has to go buy a wife oh wow and I have guys come up and they're like no 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 that's way too expensive you know and I'm like no so yeah, there was an auction, and she's a criminal. She's a, a rebel, but you know he doesn't know that, and so he kind of gets sucked in, and he has to, you know, and he you know saves her from, um, you know, uh, decapitation, whatever, and so he takes her back home, and he doesn't realize that he just brought a rebel into his home, and it starts from there. So oh wow, that's gonna be a twist or a, uh, a pain actually too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have a rebel in my house. <laughs> well, that's just the beginning. So that's kind of what happens down on Earth. And then you have the whole story of Dark Future, which is basically based on the portal planet where the aliens are. And there's a group of military people who are then, their job is to prevent the aliens from coming back down to Earth through the portal. So their entire existence is to, you know, um, protect the portal planet. And so Dark Future is about that. It's more about fighting with the aliens and, you know, that. And then the very last book kind of goes back and forth. Um, she's finally the fulfillment of the prophecy. She is the, the wife. The one. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to, you know, save mankind and unite them because they're, they're very much, you know, at odds each other. There's a rebellion going on at Earth. There's also these aliens up at the portal planet who are, you know, trying to come through the portal. And she has a really big job ahead of her, and she doesn't really know, you know, how she's going to do all this. It doesn't seem that she can handle this. She, you know, doesn't really feel like she has any special powers or she's just, you know. And so it's kind of how she grows and how this whole thing starts to to go Nice. And then, of course, my mind's mixing it in, and she still has to get dinner on by 7. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, Breaking Dawn isn't married. You know, yeah. She's um, pretty much a soldier, and so she wants to go out and kick some alien butt, um, and that's her goal. So. Yeah. And uh, what, what, other, uh, what other series, what other books have you written? 
So my other sta uh, standalone sci-fi, it um, was a runner-up in the Roan Awards, which I don't even know if you guys know, but it's from Indie Tale Magazine. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's a uh, standalone, but it has, this is the one that um, was a little bit of the Firefly Star Wars mm -hmm. kind of mix, um, where he is... Um, a criminal on the run. He used to be the royal guard who was charged with protecting the king, and he was set up and basically accused of an attempted assassination. So now he is on the run, and then um, there's an overthrow of the government, and so the princess, the daughter of the the king, she's also in hiding too. So um, those two come together, and they're trying to figure a way to get back to the capital and to save her dad and to you know overthrow the evil brother who. It's trying to take over the world. So. I hear Jedi in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. A little, 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 little bit, but yeah, a little bit of Jedi in mm -hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. So. They're twins. <laughs> One knows how to use the Force. No. Well, yeah. I love the whole political things too. You know, when you're dealing with different kind of kingdoms and then different planets that have different customs. So you know, they visit you know the only slave planet in the entire you know galaxy, and so they have their own customs, and it's definitely different than what you know Miss Princess is used to. And so, yeah, yeah that that part is kind of fun. Yeah, throwing uh, throwing somebody in a mix that's not used to that kind of thing. You know, you, you love those. I've seen enough of those old '80s type movies where you take the princess and mm -hmm. drop her off in on the on the lowest street form and uh, say, "Here, go ahead and survive here for a little bit." Mm -hmm. <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah. And see right. how they, see how your uh, princess. You'll find out that there are no servants down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So it it was it was a really fun book to write. It was probably one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, to write so and then I have um, a whole contemporary series that like I said before is a little bit more of like women's issues that deal with um, I think issues that a lot of women you know struggle with in, um, infertility um, you know uh, loss of family you know death death of parents the patriarchy yeah, <laughs> the patriarchy so those are um, my, you know, like I said, my cowboy western, more like romance kind mm -hmm. of, you know, uh, heartwarming type of things. But I find as an author, um, I I do have ADHD, which I was, you know, and I like to go back and forth. I like to have more of something that's a little bit calmer, maybe a little bit more sweet, and then I'll write something that's definitely dark and gritty and has more torture scenes and killing and all that. But I can't like stay there continuously i find that i like to kind of go back and forth because in it i think that's why a lot of uh, authors take on different names mm -hmm. and they write in di under different names because they want they want to get another story out but that's not entirely what they're known for mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah i'm stephen king i do horror 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 horror, horror. and then let me write something that's totally different <laughs> <laughs> let me let me write a romance and right right put another name of michael crane <laughs> Well, and that's what happened. I wrote Dark Future, which was really, you know, dark and gritty. And then my second book was definitely about a girl, you know, and horses in Texas and cowboys. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember them saying, this is so different. But it was just like, it gives your brain a break. And then you're excited to go back to the sci-fi. But then you, ha you also have to, when you're in, a, in a, an event like Phoenix Comic Con or something like that, you mm. have to spend a lot of time explaining that this is not... <laughs> this book series remember this is more of a love story mm -hmm. this is more of the slash them up kill them <laughs> right action adventure yes well, things exploding aliens you know <laughs> the covers are definitely different i don't believe in tricking people so you know it's like pretty obvious that you're like okay i know what i'm gonna get and i'm, I'm good. good with that but people get used to it you yeah. know if they if they're an avid reader of your books mm -hmm. for this series right. and then switch over to a love story mm -hmm. they're going to go but where's the aliens <laughs> where where where's the action where's the gunfights <laughs> and and that is definitely a challenge you know mm -hmm. i mean it i think you know people have told me over and over again you know stay in one genre and build your audience in one genre mm -hmm. you know 
book after book, they know what they're going to expect. And I totally agree with that advice. Um, it just never could work for me. And right. so it, do, it does take a longer. And, you know, I do have audiences who are like, no, I only like the contemporary. You know, I'm not even going to try something different because mm -hmm. I'm used to, you know, reading these and this is what I like and put more of these out. Um, and I'm always like, hey, if you like these stories, the voice is truly the same. I mean, it's, you know, the the conflict and the risk and the, you know, and, and the romance, it, it does transfer over, just try it. So when they yeah. do try it, they, they enjoy it, but it's hard to convince people sometimes. It really is. Oh yeah. It, it's, I mean, I, I, I kind of like the, the whole, you know, multiple genre mm -hmm. deal because it's, you, you gain, you may not have a steady audience, but you have a wider range of an audience mm -hmm. that you could get somebody to come in, you know, they, they love, you know, Dark Future series. Mm -hmm. But you introduce them to one of the other books and they say, you know, eh, I'm kind of put off by that. It's like, no, just, just try it. At least try it. Mm -hmm. If they try it, they understand that they like it. Yeah. I, I That that whole diametric opposition of the two different types of stories mm -hmm. still can have, as you said, the same voice. Yeah. Sometimes, though, see, I'm a big fan of uh, R.A. Salvatore. And uh, he does a character um, so well, uh, a dark elf character so well, that I was addicted to it. So mm -hmm. I read every book that he had that came out with that. But then he wrote something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Still fantasy, still type along that lines. Mm -hmm. Couldn't, you know, didn't, did nothing. I'm like, I can't even get into this book. <laughs> and I do find that fans get very much invested in a character or world or mm -hmm. whatever and they don't really like you to kind of step out of the box that's true you know that is true uh another friend of mine uh, uh kevin hearn mm -hmm. uh has a uh, a book series called the iron druid and he's just now wrapped up that series mm -hmm. and you know as avid readers of his books and his enjoying of his characters we're sitting there going well, you can't wrap it up you don't you stop. can't you can't there's just no way you can wrap it up and and in telling an author that you can't kill off a character right or you can't you know you can't change this you can't do that you have to find a way to continue this story mm -hmm. well how do you how long is continuing the story and i mean you're gonna eventually tick somebody off by either killing off a character that everyone liked mm -hmm. or the character that the book series is about well i find you end up like, I've told the story that I wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've told the journey. I've told the story. There's no more story left in this series that I want to tell. I'm not saying that there's no more story at all, but the one that I'm interested in telling, right. you know. And so you do. You have to kind of try different things and, 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 you know, go to a different series or something or else it really risks. You're at a risk of repeating yourself mm -hmm. and getting you know i think you know boring of the same story over and over again now i don't know if fantasy is quite that much because they have so many characters mm -hmm. and there's there's so many things you can do with the characters yeah. in, in fantasy so yeah. in contemporary it's just you know you're limited well i, I guess you, i would say you're limited because you know you don't have ghosts you don't have yeah. you know There's magic no powers you don't have. right yeah so it's the common life of i can't reach my friend well, use your mental telepathy or right. use, you know, use your, your, your communications device or, mm -hmm. you know, interstellar. You can get to your spaceship and call them on the, on the, on the radio in your spaceship. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and when you're kind of right, raising the stakes of life and death and your books and so forth, there's only so many life and death situations yeah. in a contemporary. So that's why I really liked creating an entire new world, because then you can really push the envelope. I just watched an episode of a, a, a TV show called uh, uh, Yellowstone, uh, which is Kevin Costner. Oh, okay. Uh, he's <laughs> doing a, an actual series at the moment. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there's a guy in his that's kind of like an enforcer for the ranch that he was. This is a western type, but it's it's nowadays. Mm -hmm. He's got the largest wet, uh, ranch in the in the state type thing. Anyway, uh, one of his enforcers is out looking for a bear that's on the property because they want to get it before it g kills any of the young colts mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, and he's out looking for it, 
um, and he's trying to chase it down and he runs around this corner to chase the bear and he finds um, a Japanese couple that were hiking on their property that had fallen off the edge of this cliffside and are holding on for dear life. And he's trying to, uh, only the, the, the woman who spoke English. Mm-hmm. So she's t- he's trying to tell her to, to tell her, how, her boyfriend to be calm and mm-hmm. stuff like this. He throws a rope down. He says, put the rope around you and I'll, ca- I'll haul you up. Uh, but then the communication thing starts kicking in and the boyfriend's wanting to get in the, in the rope too. And he's like, I can't k- bring you both up. I can't bring you both up. The w- girl... Mm-hmm falls mm. to her death mm-hmm. um the guy who's still holding on to the rope realizing that his girlfriend just died lets Let's go of the rope oh. falls to his death at the same second as he's noticing that this has happened mm-hmm. the bear comes I was back. like the bear comes mm-hmm. the bear comes yeah so he's he blasts he blasts him with the rifle and kills the bear but mm-hmm. now he's like Okay, I did the job that I was supposed to. Killed the bear. <laughs> but now I've got two Japanese tourist bodies <laughs> at the bottom of this gorge that I've got to find a way to take care of. And that's the night you say, I'm going to drink a bottle of wine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. You go back to the ranch and you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so now with, uh, with the breaking of dawn mm-hmm. and the Dark Future series being over, yes. what's coming down the pipeline? Well... I kind of got the idea of um, making, uh, writing another contemporary series, but this one being a little bit grittier and darker mm-hmm. because I, I do love that, you know, mm-hmm. um, pushing the envelope, putting people in situations that they don't, won't normally be in. Wasn't that Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I've never let, seen yeah, let, let, let's, let's not Let's not go to that <laughs> one. You know, and, and that's what people say to me, and I, I'm just going to go off on a side point about that. People hear that I write romance, and they're like, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey? And, you know, my response to it is like, that's like telling me that every sci-fi um, book out there is Star Wars. Right. Yeah. You know, and so that, and then they, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing, it's like romance was around way before Fifty oh, Shades. Oh, yeah. And there are so many it, it's not cookie cutter. Not every romance out there is Fifty Shades. So Find, find any paperback book that has Fabio on the, on the cover. That's dating it. Right, that is dating it. That is is dating it. But he was on, what, 50 billion covers? Yeah. Right. And now he does the, you know, it's not butter, or it's better than butter. Oh, he's retired from that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, right, okay. They brought him back for one commercial. Right, I I, I saw him recently. So I'm like, you're still looking good, you know, hey. Mm -hmm. For 70 some odd? No. (laughs) I don't know how old he is now. But anyways, yeah. back to your original question. Yeah. So I'm I'm writing a contemporary, but this one is more um, around a mob family. And so okay. this is a young girl who's, you know, born into circumstances that aren't great. She's, um, you know, in a wrong side of town in Texas, and she's in a trailer, and her mom's a meth head. And she really has no prospects. You know, nobody expects anything from this, this girl other than just to follow in her mother's footsteps. But... Um, She's really smart. Not that she believes in herself quite yet, but she is. She's smart, and she learns skills in order to survive. And one of those is how to pickpocket and also how to, you know, hustle money um, out of in pool, you know, hustle, mm-hmm. you know, pool hustling. So um, she's on a run from a, you know, crazy dr- drug dealer who wants to kill her. So she's, you know, off and by herself. And so she goes into this bar um, with the idea that she's going to, really carefully pick some pockets and, you know, do some pool games and get enough money to put back into her gas tank because she is pretty much at the bottom. And, of course, this bar is this really kind of dive bar, biker bar, and she meets um, this, you know, this family. She doesn't know it yet, but the person that she tries to pickpocket from, you know, is is part of the mob family. And so, um, but he... Um, he's there, but he he has his own agenda of why he's you know in with his family, and so hmm. yeah, a little bit darker, a little grittier, and um, it's a three part series. So 
Um, the first one is coming out in November. Ooh. Yeah. So Wait, November? Yeah. That's not too far away. It's not too far no. away. It's like days away. Yeah, <laughs> the 12th it comes out, and it's on pre-order right now. Um, and it will be in KU, so if there's some KU readers out there too, but it will be on Amazon. And then the second and third, you know, will be out pretty quickly too. So it's all going to be about the same characters all the way through and super story. Nice. Cool. So on that, on that note, uh, where can we find you? Uh, social networking. And I am under CaseyKleinBooks.com. That's my website. I'm that same name on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, uh, um, all my books are on Amazon and also all the other platforms, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and um, iBooks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. You can Google my name and I come up. Cool. Awesome. And it's the letter K, the letter C, and then Klein. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yep. There's no, no periods in the middle. Okay. No so not that you can still find me even without that, but yeah. Yeah. It's good to know. All right. I had something else and I totally spaced it. What was it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think I'm going to be back at... Uh, man. F- Phoenix Fan Fusion. Okay. I keep wanting to say Fest, but it's yeah. not... Phoenix Fan Fusion. So. Yeah, fan, they, they did away with Fan Fest. Okay, all right. And I think it's dead, too. Yeah. So I'll be back there next summer. Awesome. So if you guys definitely want to want to take a look at the books and maybe even, even get them signed. Yes, that's yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. And come follow me on social media. I post a lot of fun stuff, and I'm really easy. By, by the way, I, I just posted that song on uh, on the Conair Radio Facebook page. Oh, sweet. I'll so take a look at it. Definitely later. take a look at it. I have to check my dinosaurs before I can. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, some news from the entertainment world. Uh, this last weekend, uh, one of the biggest games to hit uh, the platforms. Pokemon. No. Oh. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. I kind of saw something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you might be a fan of this because it's western. literally a western. Uh, uh, it's a game in set in the old west. Oh, I love it already. Now there's there's two. Uh, this is the second one in the in the Red Dead Redemption series. There's been a couple other beforehand, but they didn't really do too good. Um, so if you guys are definitely a fan of Red Dead Redemption One, which I am, Red Dead Redemption Two is breaking the bank already really it's already exceeded as many sales as red dead redemption one did sweet even in its first week get this game it's gonna be awesome i haven't played it yet i'm going on vacation and when i come back i'm gonna be playing it (laughs) see i've been i've been playing arc and i'm kind of one of those one game type persons so i I stay really focused on the one game it's really Mm -hmm. hard for me to split you know split my attention when it comes to that. Well, and and I've been playing uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game that came out for the PlayStation oh, 4, and they just dropped their first DLC with uh, the Black Cat, with, mm-hmm. uh, titled Heist. And I played through that DLC within one night. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty weak. <laughs> uh, Storyline, it was very strong. But yeah, they could have... They, they could have... Well, there there's three DLCs in this series, and they're mm-hmm. coming out. One just came out there's one coming out at the end of November and one at the end of December. So it's all supposed to be one long storyline that's added to the game that's already 40 to 60 hours of gameplay. Mm. Now, Red Dead Redemption, I actually heard this. One of my friends was talking about it. and You know how most games and books and movies have one story that follows throughout the entire right. entirety of it? Apparently, this game has 26 different storylines happening all at the same time. Wow. That's interesting. So That's why I kind of like the games like Ark, where you don't really have a, this is this is the end mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. game. You know, you kind of, I, I go in there and I'm building, I spend more time building bases, you know, and, and stuff like that and anything than running around trying to kill bosses. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of the way I am. Oh, yeah. I like the building more and I've got three different types of buildings. I've got one that's just kind of a base that's just there. And then I put one up on in the winter, which is actually, or in the snow, which is actually five stories above the mm-hmm. ground. So it's on pillars. So I, I call it the bird's nest. 
Mm-hmm. And then I have a little swamp outpost, but now I've got a desert base that I'm building. So I'm like, yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. closeted architect, uh, you know, architect here. Yeah, you know? kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, fun stuff. And then a couple movies that are coming out this week. This uh, week? This week. There's anything important coming out this week? There are two very important movies coming out this week. No, no. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody, for all you queen lovers out there. so freaking good. I love the music, hate the story. (laughs) I'm going to reserve judgment until I see it, because I love Freddie Mercury. Mm. And actually, last night uh, at the party I went to, uh, this young lady actually dressed up as Freddie Mercury. Oh, that'd be And it was amazing. And she's going to go ahead and dress. And her, uh, her husband actually came as the Queen of England. There you go. So I was like, okay, that, that's, that's a cute couple. Um, but also uh, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Actually, that one does interest me. That one's coming out this I, week, too. I didn't pay attention when it was coming out. but We, we already have our tickets. We're going to see both movies on the same day. Wow. Yeah. I don't have any that many days off. <laughs> uh, my next day off is uh, a Halloween party in the afternoon, and then I think I'll be doing a lot of social networking and sewing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because I've taken on another project. Uh, my wife and I are crafting now. See so your 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 do rag there. Well, this one was not ours. Okay. This one was inspired. We in, got me inspired about trying it, but nice. I we have a couple others. But, uh, yeah, we're doing aprons, uh, waitress, uh, cooking, you know, like a cook's apron, a waitress aprons, the, what people are calling do-rags but are called skull caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. We actually got a um, uh, craft fair coming up uh, next month okay. uh, that we're going to do. But it's uh, for the city of Mesa. So. Awesome. In the city of Mesa building. I'm like, it would be eight floors up. That's kind of be weird. <laughs> yeah, I thought theirs was outside, but what do I know? Yeah. Well, and it's in the it's in the, the, the Mesa government building. So it's like their break room, I guess. And and I guess the concept is they're going to do it. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going in with low ex- expectations, but uh, really hopeful that we mm-hmm. do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, of course, uh, one big movie that's coming out here, I believe. Well, let me see here. The... 13th november 13th november fantastic beasts oh, the crimes of grindelwald oh, sweet. so for all you harry potter fans out there it's time to break out the robes break out the wands and go visit that magical world i'm still working on a harry potter costume so um, yeah i'm still working on it but. i'm i'm debating whether or not actually to dress as hagrid to go watch it well if you shaved you could be a young hagrid <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm still a young hagrid anyway yeah, but Hagrid didn't have the beard when his younger years. And if, look how long ago that was. Yeah, that's true. If Hagrid was around, he'd have to be pretty but, young. But I'm not going to shave. I didn't think so. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can get one of those face, <laughs> yeah. face implants, just make you look like you have a really big jaw. Oh, the, the prosthetics? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, that beard work. looks like it's taking you some time. It, it has, and uh, every once in a while I, I trim it very, very lightly. Mm-hmm. But That's a five-day shadow for me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to do it for uh, for this episode of Con Air Radio. Yes. Uh, we're looking forward to a couple more conventions, but they're, they'll, they don't even start till till July. We haven't actually January, been approved so. yet, but yeah. I actually have uh, requested Tayukan, Katori, and Arizona Game Fair. I've already put in the media passes for those. We're just waiting for those. Oh yes, and I'll be doing a panel next weekend in Tucson. That's right. On Sunday, it's all about food in the games. <laughs> you still still working on trying to find dinosaur meat? Yeah, <laughs> haven't really found any. And the closest thing to the dinosaur eggs that I'm coming up with is the ostrich eggs. Oh hey, on on your way down, just stop at uh, Rooster Cogburn's ostrich farm and. There yeah, it would be funny if I showed up with a big old ostrich egg there you go. at the panel. <laughs> That's how you do it. All right, well, and, and again, thank you, Casey, for coming out. And Thanks for having me. I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah, we're, look, we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing the, the new book series as well. All right, sounds and, good. And we'll catch you at Phoenix Comic Con because we always are there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. All right, so uh, again, how can we find the, find the podcast? 
for those of you that just kind of stumbled upon it. Really, really, really hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're actually on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, and of course our friends at Star Worldwide Networks. Um, and uh, there is an uh, app recently I saw that I think it's, I can't remember what the name of it was, but I looked into it just slightly and all of our podcasts are on it. <laughs> nice. It's something cast. Um, but uh, it, it pops up on my thing. Every time I post a new episode, within a day or so, it pops up on our, uh, it pops up saying, here it is. Oh, cool. This. So I don't remember the name of it. I'll look it up for the next time. All right. And uh, of course, our social medias? Everywhere. Everywhere. Con Air Radio, um, pretty much on uh, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I think I remember. I think that's it. <laughs> um, Google Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're pretty much Con Air Radio on anything. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we can get there. Uh, follow us on all of our Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> follow us on our Instagrams. Social medias. Uh, social medias. Um, and if you ever want to give us a hand uh, and uh, support us in any way financially, uh, you can go to our Patreon page, or you can go to my Twitter pa- or, or Twitch page, uh, and there's a donation button. And I did put a donation button on the website also. Nice. So. And if you guys want to follow me, of course, all my cosplay adventures, Haggard Haggard Cosplay on all the other social medias. Correct. So, yeah. So, so. in that case, yeah. as we like to say in Con Air Radio, we'll, we'll see, see you at the con. con. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.